The following is a shared imaging audio experience. Welcome to the Between the Scans podcast, your on-the-go source for imaging trends happening in the healthcare market. Whether you're commuting into work, on break, or just winding down for the night, shared imaging has you covered with the latest and greatest in diagnostic imaging. On our inaugural podcast, we will discuss the post-pandemic boom the medical industry is experiencing, as well as the latest in imaging technology, specifically in MR. And who better to discuss these topics with but the leading industry experts themselves. Leading today's podcast is Dave Stokowiak from Shared Imaging. As Vice President of Asset Management, David is responsible for managing Shared Imaging's mobile coaches, along with overseeing and coordinating all short-term rentals of CT, MR, and PET-CT systems. Joining David on the podcast are two experts from GE Healthcare, Vito Ramondi, Account Manager, and Larry Quinn, Region Leader for MR. Both work closely with Shared Imaging to provide our customers with the state-of-the-art imaging technology. With that being said, let's turn it over to David. Welcome, Vito and Larry, to one of our podcast series here with Shared Imaging. Uh, you know, Vito and Larry, being from GE, you guys have a unique perspective for us. And that's just looking at this post-pandemic boom that we've kind of been seeing, especially in the MR marketplace. Can you guys just go into what you guys are seeing from your local and national perspective and talk about what you guys from uh, industry leader are going through and some of your challenges too, as this post-pandemic uh, is starting to really take off. So I'll, I'll talk, uh, then thanks for having us, by the way, David, um, on behalf of Shared um, and GE. Um, you know, what we're seeing from a local standpoint, um, you know, things were, you know, obviously because of the pandemic, things were, you know, slowed down a lot, right? Uh, but now post-pandemic, as things are starting to pick up, pick up we are seeing so much um, activity, um, especially I mean, MR and, and CT, but, you know, we'll talk about MR right now. Um, I would say that the market has picked up. We are seeing, you know, patients are going back to, you know, to the hospitals. They're going back to the um, outpatient centers. And we're seeing, you know, a big uptick, you know, uh, where people last year, monies were taken away to put towards um, a lot of covid uh, but now things are coming back and I think people are getting, you know, hospitals are getting their money back. So we are seeing a big uptick where, um, you know, people are spending again. And, uh, you know, MR is um, for us, um, it is really taking off, you know, here locally in the Chicagoland area. Larry, I would ask, you know, what you're seeing maybe from, you know, across the country um, as far as how the volumes are in MR. Sure, sure. Yes, we're, we're seeing that follow what you said, Vito. Um, a lot of what we expected to happen was obviously the pandemic paused a lot of MR procedures and especially elective procedures. Um, what we expected was a return to that very quickly, but then a return to the volumes we saw pre-pandemic. What's happened, in fact, is a return of that volume in almost instantly, almost overnight. And a, a an excessive amount of patients coming back um, that had either not had MRs in the past or who have elected to have an MR instead of a CT or are now coming and saying, yeah, it's time for that elective procedure. A lot of times an MR 
isn't always the first line of imaging that's used, but rather an elective um, or, or second layer. And we're seeing that become very much the forefront of, okay, I'm going to come back to the hospital. I'm going to get this taken care of that I haven't looked at in yep. years and years because I, I, I was dormant on it for a long time. And I would say the, the volumes, right, um, you know, folks were just, you know, had a lot of space to fill with regards to time slots. And now we're seeing an uptick in that. Now there's the, you know, well, we've got a, a week before, two weeks before we get the patient in. So I think, you know, that's where it's going to come in handy from a, even a, a mobile environment. So, right, right. Um, so we're seeing even, you know, discussions about that, that we're saying, okay, hey, we've got a two week, you know, wait time to get in for an MR. Well, you know, our customers don't want to have their patients go to other sites to get their MR. So what we're seeing is, you know, there's even discussions about maybe we need to get a, a mobile in here as well. So that's, yep. that's some of the things that we're seeing and hearing. I was with a major academic yesterday. Um, they said they have an 11 day backlog and their concern is that they're, they're losing those patients and they're going to outpatient imaging centers that they don't come back from. Once a patient experiences easy parking, easy throughput, uh, that is not a parent in an academic center, they don't come back. Um, and then today I was with a very small rural center that said, we are trying as hard as we can to capture that volume that is leaving. So I, I talked to both sides of the ball in two days, and it was the same story, that those smaller players are now aggressively trying to steal that volume. And the big centers know they're losing it. Yeah, because they can get the uh, the turnaround time. That's it's, it. It's they don't want. So the the customers don't want to have that leakage, and mm -hmm. you know where they can go somewhere. Hey, we can get you in the same day, and we'll have that report turned around the same day as well. And, right. and people, are, you know, when you're sick, people want to see what patient what's experience, going on. Right. customer experience, customer yep. experience. Yep. Yeah, and, exactly. And what you're seeing around here, I think, from an eleven day perspective, that's probably low from a hospital organization here in the Chicagoland area versus weeks or months of backlog that we're seeing elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that leads into, Hey, that's happening now. It's only going to get worse until more, more volume or more equipment gets out into the marketplace. And you know, that goes into lead times. I'm asking you guys pretty much from the beginning of the year, beginning of the pandemic, what are your lead times? Like, what are you guys sure. doing? What, you know, are you having uh, production issues where parts and, and components are coming from? Yep. And that's leading into greater and greater like, hey, you're not thinking for today. You're thinking for six, nine months, 12 months out, especially as fiscal cycles start to refresh either mid-year or third quarter here and trying to get those orders in. It's like, yeah, we need this now. No, no, no. This takes five, six, seven months because lead times are just keep going up and up. And, yeah. and that's what you guys see from a component driven. And yep. it, you know, it's this boom that has happened and not all the vendors that major organizations are paired with are capable of producing that to that volume yeah, that you're seeing. Sure. You know, it's interesting you say that because as the volume is shifting away from traditional big academic centers and we're seeing patients show up in these outlying centers, Outlying centers occasionally have had second-tier technology also, and, and sometimes they don't have the latest and greatest. Now they're being forced 
to upgrade and really compete with those academic centers or larger centers because they're expected to have that kind of, of uh, quality if a patient is going to stay. And that's really what's driving or exacerbating some of these delays as well as we're seeing demand for premium technology from a far broader set of customers than we were in the past or users. Going from that secondary type of technology, you're also having a smaller bore size as you get into that next iteration of what's available from a mobile provider is getting that larger wide bore, being able to see mm -hmm. more patients. That's right. You That's get right. the claustrophobic type of patients and you're able to expand that paper patient population that you're able to see then at those outpatient centers. That's so right. Why don't you start with some of the highlights that you're seeing from just the Voyager product from GE and some of the advancements that you guys are have done with air technology and go into that a little bit, Larry. Sure. Yeah. So the, the Cigna Voyager is a wide bore 1.5 T uh, MRI scanner. Um, the system is, the magnet itself is manufactured in Florence, South Carolina and assembled between, uh, between Milwaukee and South Carolina. Um, and what that really means is um, these, some of these supply chain issues we're seeing can be minimized and we own the process beginning to end so we can control that a little bit better, but we're still, we're still seeing that. Now, in terms of the quality and what that means for a center that's looking to acquire um, that next level of technology, um, the GE product line is highly scalable. And what that means is you can get the same technology in a Cigna Voyager that you can get in our premium um, research grade 1.5T, the, the Cigna Artist. Um, so what you're really where you're where you're looking to uh, in uh, make those technology leaps are bore size, like you said, David. Um, the second thing is your your software and then your coil technology. And the Voyager allows you to have all three of those things in that smaller footprint, 1.5, that's still a short bore, wide bore. Um, so that is, is really the Voyager in a nutshell. Um, it's been out about six and a half or seven years. Um, so it's, it's a proven platform that allows us to, um, allows users into the market without that, that high cost or barrier to entry of more of a research-based system. Yeah, and when you say six to seven years out in the marketplace, it's only been in mobile maybe half that. That's time exactly right as yes. well, and mm -hmm. you can consi consistently see the improvements and advancements coming down from those top line areas, mm -hmm. with, especially with the air technology that we've been able to take advantage here at, at Shared Imaging, and also the air coil technology that is something I think very unique and game changing in mm -hmm. the industry. And Larry, can you just describe what that air coil is and how it's different and maybe some accolades it's got? Sure. Sure. So the, the whole concept of air is that this, we make MR much more approachable to a, a patient who is claustrophobic or apprehensive to get into an MR. Um, so first things first, people go in or you have the ability to scan feet first for all patients on the Voyager. Um, the, then you introduce air technology, and that is a blanket-style coil. So truly something that a patient may have at home on their, on their bed um, that lays over their body and really conforms. And the way we're able to do that is we developed a material in, in our labs in Schenectady, New York. It's, it's a copper-infused plastic string. Um, that allows us to 
uh, sew that into the blanket, the air coil, and then lay that over patients so we can still have that antenna that is necessary in MR imaging. Um, but we're able to make it a much less invasive and much more conforming type technology. Um, Ant Mini uh, actually looked at this technology and typically they give the best new radiology award to a scanner or to some type of full system. Um, in 2019, this technology was given the best new radiology device award. Um, and the adoption has been something we didn't expect, that patients have been looking for something like this. And uh, technologists have been looking for something that they can just pull up to a patient's chin. And uh, the patient isn't, isn't as apprehensive. And, well, how are you going to hurt me with this medical device that I don't recognize? This is truly feels a lot like a blanket. And if you think about it, I mean, people are actually, I mean, with the power of the Internet right now, everybody's looking at, you know, what does, you know, XYZ facility have? What does this mobile provider have as yeah. far as equipment? So when they're getting educated on 1.5 or 3T and you see that, you know, what, what is air coils? And it is really adapting. I mean, I know here in the uh, the Chicagoland area is adapted, and yep. I know across the country, it you know it's, we've gone gangbusters with, uh, with air technology. They're not they're not hot, they're not heavy, right. um, but what it allows us to do too is is put the the antenna much closer to the anatomy we're looking at. So let's take prostate imaging for example. Um, when you apply air technology blanket coil to a prostate, we can eliminate endorectal coils we can get the antenna much closer to the anatomy than we ever had before in that this the and uh, the blanket can wrap around the patient's legs or through the patient's legs and really get the the coils closest to the prostate without having that invasive endorectal coil and it also in, uh, introduces a workflow problem when you have to deal with it. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but, you know, I'm, I'm good without having an endorectal coil, okay? <laughs> yeah, anything less invasive in that front, I think, always helps. And, the, you know, the, the technicians that have to deal with something like that, too. It, it's, right. it, it's a training mechanism as well to get them away from these hard, rigid coils from all over, not only from the prostate, but from eliminating six, eight, ten different types of coils with one type of blanket coil. And yep. when space yep. is of the utmost importance in a mobile environment where you're already squeezed into a eight by whatever, 48 foot trailer, you yep. know, yep. you're trying to have workspace, scan space. You have all this equipment that's also in there and it's all housed in one unit. So um, the storage ability of a coil being able to Fold it, fold, fold it up, it up yep. put it in a cabinet, and not have right. to wheel around on carts yep. or even take additional coils off is, is huge. And, David, you make a great point in that in the past, when you talk about a general purpose coil or, or some type of, of a flexible coil, you really talked about, okay, you so you gained usability, but you compromised image quality. Well, now this Inca wire, this plastic wire we developed – um, the idea is you wrap this around the anatomy, wrap the blanket around the elbow or the knee or, and get many layers of the antenna. Um, where in, in MR imaging in the past, you didn't ever want to cross an antenna over another because they canceled each other out. Well, now the elements, the whole idea is to have as many elements as you can in the field of view. So you're actually increasing image quality and gaining portability, ease of use, patient comfort. It's, it's kind of all the best of all worlds. And when you say patient comfort, I mean, I think the other thing is, is like if a patient has, 
you know, gout or some kind of pathology, yep. you know, just putting it lightly, you know, a light blanket kind of thing right over their, you know, pathology and still being able to perform the procedure. Mm -hmm. I think that's a, that's a huge thing. Right Versus there. locking them locking into that them rigid in. coil. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And true. that the coil has different sizes in it and many channel offerings for mm -hmm. us as well in partnership with the embedded coil that's already in the table as well. And you're able to do simultaneous type of exams that's right. With one throughput, you're able to get scan times down, which always helps, right. you know, yep. with, with throughput, patient uh, comfortableness. And, That's right. you know, it, it's one thing that is the future that is here. Absolutely. And, yep. And We've had a lot of patients or a lot of users say, hey, I have patients who can't lay on their back for a spine exam and I, I don't know what to do. And now we're saying that that's done with air coil. Let them lay on their side and just lay this against their spine. And it, they can be in any position or let them lay flat on the table, but put the air coil underneath them and you can get an even better view because the coil is that much closer to the, to the anatomy. Yeah. And with, with better scan times that you're going to be able to get with that, you're also looking at some, some optional things that are becoming really big talking points in industry. I know we kicked this off, uh, with our meeting here back in February, as I was being introduced to it last year mm -hmm. with this air recon DL technology and, and the software that has kind of become a buzz because I'm hearing customers or our sales folks come to me saying, Hey, what is this? I'm like, Whoa, good thing you asked because <laughs> we've discussed this or I, I primed you guys with this back in February and it's become yeah. more of a talking point. Yeah. One, Larry or, or Vito, can you go into what just recon DL is? And then we'll go in, into how scan times can, are kind of getting better. Yeah. I mean, this, this is the most exciting thing to talk about. He has about. a I, huge smile on his face. Well, he loves talking about this types of stuff. <laughs> and, and just it, me coming to him that, oh yeah, this customer on the West coast, this customer in down South. It, it, it's uh -huh. awesome. It is. Uh, it's, it's like watching, yeah, the, the, the one of those technologies that come out where you go, okay, this is in my hands, and I, it's being yanked out of our hands, not just pulled. The, the adoption curve is directly vertical right now, and it, it's one of those paradigm shifts in the industry that we're almost watching happen, and almost hard to believe that it's ours that they're buying. You know, it's we're the only vendor with it. We believe we're going to be the only vendor for another year or so, mm -hmm. and even at that, this technology, like I talked about before, we own the, the production from start to finish. So we've reverse engineered it to all of our older systems as well. And so, Vito, I'll let you talk about the, you know, kind of what we've seen so far locally and maybe what it is. And then we can go back and talk about how, how it's done. What is the DL stand for? Deep learning. Hey. Got it. It's like a Jeopardy question. Uh -huh. What is what deep is? learning? Yeah, what is deep learning? Air Recon DL. That's right. No, I mean, look, this was introduced to uh, to the sales team, and um, you know, we we were like really excited about this because it is it is, and we've heard our customers say it when they see the images. This is game changing. So you know, typically yeah. when you talk about you know MR, if you're if you're picking up speed, you're degrading your image quality, and vice versa. With Air Recon DL, you're getting really the best of both worlds, right? So you're getting, you know, more speed. I, what are the numbers up to what? 50%, 50% yeah, faster 50% scanning. Faster scanning yep, yep. And the, the image quality goes up as well um, exponentially. So right. we're seeing, you know, again, what you have not seen an MR is the best of both worlds right now. And the amount of buzz 
that we have throughout, you know, throughout the country about Eric Condell, DL, to your point, David, has been just unbelievable. And mm-hmm. we've got several, you know, stories that we can talk about, um, yeah. you know, in the, in the local area here. Um, right. You know, we can talk about, you know, DuPage, um, you know. Sure. DuPage Medical DuPage Group. Medical Group, right? Yeah. So yep. I know you've worked with that one, you know, straight on. Yeah. So DuPage Medical Group is just a, a big uh, outpatient um, network here in the Illinois area and uh, infused with a bunch of venture capital money to in, to expand across the country. Um, they have a, a mixed fleet of MRs. Um, they have five GE magnets. Um, DuPage Medical Group elected to put Air Recon DL on one of their three T's to try it out. They used it for one day. And at the end of that day, they saw scan times come down so far. And the radiologists continued to call the chairman that day saying, I don't know what you did, but I don't really believe this is an MR scan. This is unbelievable. Um, It's better than the anatomy books is what one radiologist texted me that day. So at the end of the day, the chairman came to us and said, we need to talk about putting this on all of our GEMRs because it's, this is going to be our competitive advantage. Mm-hmm. Well, fast forward about three months later, DuPage Medical Group bought four scanners and upgrades for all of their GE uh, systems that were installed. And that's the way they're, they're standardizing going forward is on Air Recon DL. Yeah. It's, it just sets them apart. That's a, that's a game changer there. And then the other one I would say is, you know, so we're looking at image quality there. Then we were working with, uh, you know, one of the advocate sites, advocate uh, that was Masonic, right? right. Illinois Masonic. And, yes. um, you know, we asked them right off the bat, they had an open MRI and we asked them, you know, what's your biggest pain point? And they said, well, we're like two week backlog. And we introduced Air Recon DL. We um, showed them what it can do and showed them the images and the speed and, um, you know, they purchased, uh, you know, one of the first uh, uh, Voyagers with Air Recon DL here yep. in the Chicagoland area. Um, not yet installed, soon to be. That's right. Yep. That's but, right. Um, but, you know, again, speed, image quality, yep. put those both together. It's, it's a great combination. And that's what DuPage said, too, is not only the image quality is great, but I was there last week watching them scan. And I said, what, what's this doing for your, for your throughput, through, for your business? They're getting ready to go to 20-minute time slots across the board, including prostate. And they said that's going to add about six slots per scanner uh, incrementally than we did before per day. So six patients per day per scanner across their fleet. Sounds like you get rid of your backlog pretty quick that way. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. And I heard about this first at the end of last year when you guys brought up Mayo. When you hear Mayo, it's like that's the industry leader. What are are they doing? What are they using it for? And they have a lot of these examples lately that we're starting to see from our customer base. And that's why when we have put together deals or or purchases from GE, we, we ask, like, let's make our systems that way, that standard yeah. So that this option could be added on because you got customers that are dealing with this backlog issue. And that's the thing. Right. And and that's the partnership that we have with GE here at Shared Imaging. And, you know, the, the other ways that we show that is not just from these examples and the partnerships of buying the equipment this way and, and pre-built, ready to go so it can take advantage of these technologies that are just now coming out. It's the engineers, that we have worked with as as one of the major ass and almost a safety ass was detachable table for the Voyager as well. I know that is still being worked on, but the involvement that GE was able to get us to with the engineering group across seas 
Peter, uh, can you just explain how that came to be and what, what you guys did for shared imaging to be a part of that? Yeah. So as David said in the beginning, I mean, we, we are great partners and we, I mean, being in the mobile business as shared imaging is, I mean, the fact is, is that we wanted them to help us develop this detachable table, plain and simple. You know, we, we, we knew what we wanted to do, but so when we, we, we got it to a certain point where, okay, here it is, here's the concept. We actually had um, David and his team come online to take a look at what this looked like. Cause actually it was during the whole pandemic. So you guys couldn't come by, you know, our facility or anything like that. Right? No, so. Nothing else to do. So <laughs> let's, let's just put it, uh, let's just put it on, uh, on our teams here. Yep. So we, we put an image up there and we went through, you know, step by step on what this is going to look like. And to be honest with you, I mean, this whole thing was developed with, um, you know, mobile in mind and shared imaging, shared customers, shared and shared customers. And we know that there's a demand for for detachable tables. So we, uh, you know, we're finally um, very close to being there, Um, you know, a few more things to button up. But the development that, um, you know, shared imaging uh, helped us with this whole thing was just, you know, a phenomenal, you know, that's what you call a partnership, right? Sometimes a partnership, you know, that word gets thrown around like the. And, you know, you really got to mean it when you, when you, you know, you, you share something like that. So we, we took a lot of value of that. And detachable table standard on all GEMRs. But David, you said it earlier, it's a whole different game when you have a detachable table in a mobile van. And that's where we had to lean on your expertise and your team's input to make sure we designed the detachable table for mobile Voyager to specifically fit you and your customers' needs because they're different than when you have it in a hospital that has unlimited space. Yeah, and, and getting into the detachable table, you know, questions from the customers, it's like, well, why do you need that? You know, you, you have a fixed table in the house or you do this. You know, you've been doing it for years with a fixed table on a wide board from another vendor. And it's it turned into not just a logistics piece. It turned into a safety concern. How do you that's get right. an extra gurney into a room that's already small enough and you can barely fit a, someone on the side of it? So how do you push that table out of the way? How do you get patients transferred so that they're not in the zone four of a magnet right. where it's always on, as I know from our uh, magnet supervisor, Judy Vicky, uh, shout out to her, uh, you know, magnets always on. And how do you get them safely transfer without introducing mag, you know, uh, a ferrous object right. into the area that we know can just get sucked right in. Want that, right? right. <laughs> yeah. So it turned into a safety process and that's why we, had been pushing GE and the partnership. I think we had a dozen engineers from overseas or around the world, Mm -hmm. and they developed the prototype finally based on some of our suggestions for ease of use, quickness to deploy, and strap down. And they even brought our team to Waukesha Waukesha. to see that. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to be there, but (laughs) I've been to Waukesha a few times. Yeah, a few times. You know, but, you know, they were able to give even further enhancements at that time and refine the prototype at that point. And I think... That shows us, you know, the dialogue that we've had, the relationship we've had with G for many, many years goes back a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as we transition any other items, you know, from an MR perspective, the Voyager that we're missing, Larry, that we just didn't cover. I know we are time short here today, but, you, you know, know I, I think we, I can't overstress that the Voyager is kind of that platform that's going to receive all the latest technology. So we're talking about air coils and air recon DL here, but whatever's next on the horizon, the best news is, is that Voyager is on that recipient list of that technology. So 
while it's not the research grade, the university level system, it is the technology recipient of all of that technology. So that's the best part about Voyager. It's kind of the best of both worlds in that way. That's why we invested in it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> no, the, Larry, that was all great information that you shared with us today. It, and Vito, thank you for stepping up. And Vito, you know, you've know you been a great account manager over the last few years and setting this up. I know it's been a long time coming to get this <laughs> podcast off the ground. We did. And it, no, I just wanted to thank both of you for, for showing up. This is uh, the first part, hopefully, with me in a, a future of series. But uh appreciate it and uh, look forward to having more of our lunches where we can have a lot more time to stock and, uh, and, and converse. Yeah, no, thank you so much for having us as well. This was, uh, this is great. And like I said, it is a partnership and, you know, we, we enjoy it. Um, and we, we do a lot of things with, uh, with shared imaging and, uh, we will continue to do more, um, MR, maybe some other, uh, modalities as well. Sounds good. Thanks, thank David. you, David. A special thanks to David, Vito, and Larry for taking time out of their busy schedules to sit down and chat with us today. And thanks to all of you for listening to Between the Scans. I hope you found their conversation valuable and you captured some insights to share with your team. As always, you can head over to sharedimaging.com for more information on Between the Scans podcast. If you have any questions or ideas for future podcasts, please send them our way via info at sharedimaging.com. That's all for this podcast. See you next time.